Ladies and gentlemen, it's time! The Ultimate Fighter Season 31 Reaction Show, brought to you by Carshield. Hosted by Michael Adler. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? This is the Tough 31 Reaction Show, hosted by yours truly, Michael Chandler, and brought to you by Car Shield. What an episode one. What a way to start off the Ultimate Fighter Season 31. But first, let's do some house cleaning things, housekeeping things. Don't forget about our giveaway. If you guys know me at all, you guys know that my favorite book of all time is As a Man Thinketh. We have a signed copy of As a Man Thinketh. We have 12 of these. We're going to give, be giving away one after every single episode. But what is a book without a bookmark? A signed Panini card of yours truly right in your book. So make sure you hit the link at the bottom. If you're out here on YouTube, make sure you hit the link down at the bottom of the description. If you're listening on audio, the link is in the show notes. Um, it'll also be in my link tree in my Instagram, all the different places, because this is a sweet giveaway. And if you guys know me, you know I love that book. But we're here to react to episode one of The Ultimate Fighter that just aired on ESPN. And I have with me a very, very special guest. One of the sweetest men on the entire planet. One of my best friends on the entire in the entire world. Multi-platinum recording country artist. Four number ones on the radio. My friend, Russell Dickerson. My man. Dude, thank you so much for being with me oh, yeah. here. And we'll get, we'll get out of the way real quick, just so everybody knows, too. Number one, he's awesome. He's got a voice <laughs> like an angel. I love his music. Y'all probably love his music. But also, we are friends, and you've been to a couple of my fights, watched every single fight. Every single one. We've, we've talked about the highs and the lows. Um, let's give a little intro. So you went to my fight. The greatest moment of opportunity, you went to my fight when I fought Charles Oliveira mm -hmm. in Houston. Mm-hmm. And you've played Houston numerous times. Yep, I've played that same arena. Yeah, was it the Hunt, uh, Toyota Center? Toyota Center. So you had been to the Toyota Center mm -hmm. and melted people's faces, mm -hmm. made them freaking just screaming, having a blast, mm -hmm. get off stage. Exhilarated. Exhilarated and sweating. Yeah. But I think you had a little bit of a different experience when you left the Toyota Center that night when you watched me lose to Charles Oliver. <sighs> Dude, that was my greatest revelation is because what we do every single night, we roll into the arena, we set up the same lights, set up a stage, we put on a, the best show we can and on our worst our worst night we're like oh man you know didn't really nail it we'll get them tomorrow night you it know was pretty darn good but yeah you know People you still, still had cheered. you're still yeah everybody's still <laughs> oh. freaking exhilarated yeah and then to see those same to see that same arena same lights stage right in the middle and to leave with a hole in my chest, a pit, an yeah. empty cavity in my chest, bro. <laughs> I'd never experienced that, dude. I'd never walked into an arena with those lights, that crowd with a hole in my chest, dude. Right. And that was what was like, oh my God. Yes, it's the same, but it is completely different. Yeah. I remember talking to you the next morning and I'm licking my wounds and I'm, you know, bleeding a little bit. You know, I got TKO'd that night. Not, not a great night at the office. Um, and I remember just, we had breakfast together, you know, and you, mm -hmm. you told me that story and I was like, wow, that was kind of the first time that I really thought about that, you mm -hmm. know, cause even on your worst night, you still crush it. Even yeah. on your worst night, people are still having a blast and, yeah. and people still had a blast watching me lose, but right. you don't have to go home with freaking tears in your eyes. Usually mm -hmm. just laying in bed, looking at the ceiling, 
wondering, am I ever going to be a good country music artist again? Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> Every yeah. time I lose, I'm like, yeah. am I going to be able to do this next, yeah. to next week? Like, even if I fall off stage, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. like, ah, that yeah, was you actually, uh, you actually become more popular. Right, exactly, exactly. But that's, uh, so that was a, an interesting parallel, just to give you all some context. Um, but it's because that's why I wanted to bring you in too, because you know the sport, obviously following me, but also the sport itself. You and I have been talking about me fighting Connor since we met. Day one. Eight years ago. Day one. You, you weren't know? even in the USC yet. <laughs> I bro. know. So so now here we are and we have this ultimate fighter and we just watched the show mm -hmm. together. Uh, we we kind of made a joke where we said we, we should be we should be sponsored by Fitbit or <laughs> uh, Whoop or one of these heart rate <laughs> whoop, monitors because because y'all just watched it. I mean, it was ups, it was downs. Mm -hmm. You know, we this first episode really was... I think now that we got the lay of the land, if you will, you know, we know how it goes. We got my eight fighters. I've got the veterans. Connor's got the, uh, the prospects. We mm -hmm. had got the fight matchups. Um, that was the first laying, laying out of the foundation. Now the rest of the season, who knows where, where it goes. Mm -hmm. I, I know where it goes, obviously, but, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we get to, to react to it. But this first one, you know, we talk about the heart rate monitors. We, we were, I almost shed a tear listening to the Nate Jennerman, mm -hmm. you know, and you hear Ro Roosevelt Roberts story. Um, you know, he got left or he, he left the house by the time he was a early teenager, yeah. found the streets, um, wished, you know, that, that feeling of wishing that he would have made different decisions. Right. You know, mm -hmm. I just, he's like, I wish I could go back and do, do some things differently. And we'll get more into, to Rose story, obviously, but, uh, 16 guys in a house, um, they get their they get their teams, and I got to be honest. I actually, uh, I, th I and I told you this while we were watching it when we were when we were getting set up. I I thought that we wanted the fifth the one fifty. If we had our first choice, I was going to pick the one fifty five up and comers rookies rookies, mm -hmm. and that was only because not because of the talent, but mm -hmm. it was because it was one of Connor's guys. Mm -hmm. You want to get in his head early? Yeah, I wanted I wanted to get that win because you know, and I talked to you about this too because you know. Getting off the show and getting done with the show, people are like, hey, would you do it again? Was it was it easier than you thought, harder than you thought? And I was like, man, I, it was way harder than I thought. And immediately, all I wanted to do was beat Connor. But then you all saw, you know, me shaking the hands with the guys for the first time, mm -hmm. looking them in the eyes, and yeah. I just fell in love with all of them. I got this binder right here with all their backgrounds, a lot of personal information about them, and you mm -hmm. start falling in in love with them and their story. Yeah. And it turns out I ended up with the uh, the salty veterans, you know, and, Bro. and, and you, you made a comment about the, the dogs, you know? Yeah, man. Well, that's the thing is like with the with the rookies. Yeah, they got something to prove for the first time. But if they fail, they, they haven't done it before. They haven't True. been cut from the UFC yet. True. But these dude, the dogs, dude, the dogs, and that well, and that's what I I wanted to say right away. I, I think uh, I think I said dogs like six times in that episode yeah. because I really wanted because when me and Connor first, and we'll go back to the 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 very beginning of the show. I'm waiting in the I'm waiting in the UFC Apex gym. They're, the producers like, hey, go go wait in the gym, and I'm like, okay, Connor's gonna come out eventually. This has mm -hmm. got to be this yeah. has got to be like the thing because just so we say too, I know I talked about it in the pre-show. You've asked me, numerous people have asked me, hey, how much of this thing is scripted? And yeah. honestly. None of it was scripted. The most quote unquote scripted it would be was, hey, go over there and wait and we'll tell you what's next. And I'm like, okay, something's about to happen. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't, hey, Connor's going to walk in. Make, right. sure you, make sure you start with this. Make sure you say something like that. Make yeah. sure you make fun of his leg or you make fun of his whiskey. Or, you uh -huh. know, there was no, there was no scripted stuff yeah. like that, right? They just want to get your raw reaction. The raw, yeah. 
And, and they know, and they, they kind of make you wait. Well, first of all, we're dealing with Conor McGregor here. Conor mm-hmm. likes to make people wait. He's notoriously late for press conferences, notoriously late for photo shoots. That's why they call him notorious. Notorious, exactly. Notoriously late. <laughs> notoriously late. For weigh-ins. Yeah, it, well, he that's his way to establish dominance, right? You know, if you're, you know, you, when you become that larger than life figure like Conor thinks he is in his mind for sure, but he definitely is. Let's mm-hmm. be honest. It's called spade a spade. He's, he's, he's a larger than life figure. There was numerous times where I knew he was making us wait, or I mm-hmm. knew he was trying to get under my skin by making me wait. Cause he knows who I am. I show up late or sorry. I show up on, on time, yeah. show up early, mm-hmm. ready to work. Mm-hmm. Best foot forward. Um, but that kind of first scene, I remember us kind of talking and it, it didn't make the show, but he said something about the dogs, the dogs in a fight or like talking about his guys. I really want to, I want to get, I don't want to have the best, most talented guys. I want to have the the toughest dogs. The and he said dogs. Mm-hmm. So that's when I just kept going. I was like, yeah, dude, I got the dogs. Yeah. I want to hit you the dogs. right away. Mm-hmm. Got the dogs. And they hungry. And they hungry. So that, that first, uh, that first scene, man. And obviously that, that made the promo where he said, I'll, you'll do what you told, you know, it's time to, it's time to, you know, just, I guess, uh, express that now that it's out and everybody just watched it. I don't quite know if I didn't have a comeback. Yeah. There. What, yeah. What was, what, what's <laughs> yeah. your reaction that you do what you're told? Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, the way they cut it, it was just me like this. You know, tapping on my <laughs> tapping on my chin with no, you know. Right. So this is the beauty too of of us being here. We just got to watch it together. We are now reacting in real time right mm-hmm. at we hit we hit record as soon as we got done watching the show. And then now hopefully hopefully y'all are now joining us right after watching the show. And you're seeing my first reaction. And this won't be the first time I think. That's definitely not how it happened in real life, yeah, but that's right. how they cut it. Yeah. But this is what we signed up for, and this mm-hmm. is a beautiful thing. Um, so, I mean, but we when we talked about this too, how awesome would it be if, or crazy, or how would you respond, how would you react if, similar to, we saw all the guys get off the buses, mm-hmm. run into a house, when you were coming up, you know, when you were yeah. coming up and you were, you weren't Russell, you were Russell Dickerson, but you weren't Russell Dickerson, mm-hmm. who is now driving the Armada, <laughs> putting hundreds of thousands of miles around it or on it all around the country. Yeah. If you had to live in a house with 15 other singer songwriters who are trying to take your record deal, trying mm-hmm. to take your, how would that be? Yeah. What one record be? deal for how, what? 12? One record deal 16? for 16. For 16 so 15 people. other dudes. Yeah. The ultimate writer. The ultimate writer. The ultimate yeah. country writer. <laughs> we might pitch that. Bro. I mean, I would... Uh, it just comes down to the hunger, bro. Yeah. I would, I would, and that's the thing is like, you just got to outlast. Yep. And you know, it's not about obviously punching somebody in the face, but it's about the better song. It's mm-hmm. about who's going to, who's the best entertainer. Who's, who's going to outlast. And that's just, that's been my story, bros. I'm just outlasting. Dude. You know, they say good guys finish last. That just means I'm going to be here till yeah. the end, baby. Yeah, dude, exactly. Now I mean, that's what I said. That's what I say. It's not that people don't do the right things is that they don't do the right things for long enough. Long enough. You know, and you're a, living, you're a living testament to that. Yeah. They are like, well, I just haven't done it long enough yet. That's right. I just haven't done it long enough. That's and right. all of a sudden you're like, you arrive. Mm-hmm. Um, so 16 dudes in the, in the show. Cause maybe, you know, we could be talking to somebody right now who found us right after watching the ultimate fighter for the first time. This is a 31st season. Mm-hmm. But there could be very well be people who didn't know that there was going to be 16 dudes living in a house all fighting for the same thing. Yeah. You know, we started, you know, we'll get into the evaluations and the rankings here in a second. I ended up with all the veterans. 
Then you saw the matchups. I think that was the second or third scene. You got the matchups. Then the guys that you knew they were on the other team, but now I'm fighting you in three days, but we have to go back to the same house and mm -hmm. live in the same house together. You know? That's so crazy to yeah. me, dude. I'm so non-confrontational too. I would be like, all right, dog, let's not, let's just, let's just talk. Let's like, let's figure this out. Yeah. No, we're going right now in the living room. Exactly. Maybe. Well, dude, and, and obviously, like we said, there's 11 more episodes, you know, and I'm yeah. sure. And the tension's already boiling, dude. It's, it's palpable. Yeah. You can see it. And, 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 and different guys handle it different ways so you're not just fighting for the contract like I would be fighting for a contract where I go to my own gym by myself mm -hmm. I get to sleep in my bed with my family I get to go about my life I'm stuck in this reality TV show yeah. house which we all signed up for yeah um so ultimately the biggest thing for me too because people always ask like what was what was your main motivation it was I and I talked about this on the pre-show when I first got the call all i wanted to do was beat connor i wanted to beat connor as a fighter in every aspect yeah every yeah. aspect like as a fighter later on this year after the show but i want to be a better fighter a better coach a better mentor a better a better big brother a better shoulder to cry mm -hmm. on a better a better uh just overall ambassador of the sport and then i met my guys and immediately it was like okay i don't care about beating connor at all mm -hmm. i just want i just want to make sure these guys are in the best scenario possible yeah dude you know? and that's you know that's we've had a lot of talks off off record, off camera or off microphone about the people that have helped you along the way, mm -hmm. different, different, right. Just different writing rooms that you were able to get into different people that you could call up and say, Hey man, I'm going through this. How would you handle this deal? And that's, that's what I looked at this opportunity as mm -hmm. it wasn't, there wasn't really much. And they actually said it on the show. I think it was, it was Rico who was on the other team. They were talking about, there's not a lot you can teach somebody in a couple week period to make mm -hmm. them that much of a better fighter. It was all right here between the years. That's it. I wanted to attack slash empower the mind and the spirit and the heart of the man, mm -hmm. the fighter, more than the X's and O's because they had their tangible gifts. Mm -hmm. It was just about believing in yeah. themselves. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's, it's, it's young hunger versus now having something to prove. Mm -hmm. Chip on the shoulder, dude. Yeah. Because like you said in the intro, I have four number ones in a row. Came out swinging, dude. You know, first song I ever put out, number one. Boom, boom, boom. Four in a row. Which is unprecedented, by the way. Crazy. Point. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. But then my next two songs didn't. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm like, you know, I've been I've been doing this for a minute. And now I'm like, all right, I can either, I can either like let this just cruise here at this or... It's time to uh, it's time to be a dog. Yeah. It's time to eat. It's yeah. time to go from here back up to where we were. Lean into yeah. it. Yeah. Even even higher than where we were. So that that's why I'm feeling your boys. Yeah. The the dusty vets, bro. They're just they're like and I love in the episode when he hopped up on the cage, he said, Dana, mm -hmm. I'm going to earn that contract. Yeah, back. man. He actually, yeah, I have it it's in your my last in, chance. I have it in my notes here. Yeah. Cause that's what Dana said too. This, this was a lot of these guys' last chance mm -hmm. when I got the veterans. Right. And even Roosevelt, which, you know, you guys already watched the episode. You guys know Roosevelt gets the win, but what does he do first? He j comes over, gives me a hug, gives, gives my guys a, a heck yeah. And then runs over to Dana and says, Hey Dana, he said, I wrote it down here. Dana, I know I effed up my contract the first time, but like, Hey man, I'm, I'm coming back. This is yeah. That was a that was a verbal and physical manifestation of what he's been feeling in his heart since he got cut, whatever it was, three years ago, yeah. four years ago, down mm -hmm. in the dumps. I mean, you know, and I talked to Roosevelt a lot on the show, too, about not loving the man in the mirror, you know, mm -hmm. looking at the man in the mirror and saying, man, like you got so much work to do. Dude. How could you screw up this? How could you screw this up so badly? How mm -hmm. could you mess this up? And I told him, man, I've been there. I've mm -hmm. been to that moment. I've been to looking in the mirror and not seeing, not loving the reflection that I see. And I think he and I, um, he and I really bonded over that. 
But obviously, Roosevelt got went out there and got the win. But let's go. Let's quick. Yeah, very quick. Woo! And we will get to that. And we actually are going to pull up some footage for you guys in, in a little bit. Um, but to lay it all out also, we had four groups of four. Yes, four groups of four. We had four 135 up-and-comers, four 135 vets, four 155 up-and-comers, four 55 vets. Myself, my team, um, the coaching staff, we spent three days basically looking at this binder, getting on YouTube, calling resources. Hey, what do you think about this guy? What do you think about that guy? What do you mm-hmm. think about, you know, all these guys' records and and whatnot? Of all 16. Well, actually, it, actually the funny thing was, and I think, uh, I don't know if we brought this up in the pre-show, but there was actually like 20, 20 something guys there in mm-hmm. Vegas. I, I saw with my own two eyes and made eye contact with some guys that I know didn't make the show, but they were there mm-hmm. for the tryouts. There was medical clearances. There was, mm-hmm. there was evaluations. There was interviews. There mm-hmm. was, I can, I know for a fact there was uh, guys with language barriers that didn't make the show. And maybe it, that was the reason why, because they weren't, they couldn't string together enough uh, English sentences. Sure. There was, there was different, there was 20 something guys. And yeah. that's why we talked about in that, that first training session when we, when we did the evaluations that Connor put them through some, some spar which makes a lot of sense. These dudes have been cooped up in a hotel room. These mm-hmm. are fighters who fight for a living. They ain't and, even made it to the mansion yet. No, not even. And they weren't even able to work out. They were in a hotel wow. in Vegas. They couldn't leave their hotel room. Damn. I actually think they they didn't even have access to their their room key. Therefore, like they wouldn't be able to get out. You know, like what? I can't confirm that. I don't know if that's true. But like there was like that. I was like, really? That happened? That's crazy. Mm-hmm. You know. But but they have to. The producers in the UFC they have to. They have to protect the integrity of the show. Like mm-hmm. they can't be having them go out, you know, on the Vegas Strip and be right. like, oh, "I'm on the Ultimate Fighter, man," and yeah. get drunk and gambling and stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know, not that I know my guys wouldn't do that, but yeah. um, so you got the you got the four groups of four. I, as I said, you know, not that I didn't, not that I am not so stoked and so happy and so blessed that I got the 155 veterans because mm-hmm. now I know that was the team that was destined for me. I was, gonna, I was going to, I was going to resonate so much better with, than, with them than mm-hmm. I would have the up and comers. But if we did get to win the coin toss, which I'm thank God we didn't because we were going to pick the 50, gonna- we were going to pick the 55 up and comers okay. only because Lee Hammond was Connor's guy. That was my, that was a way to right away get in head. Anyways, it works out. I get all the veterans. Mm-hmm. We talked about that. That's for me, it was perfect because I feel like I'm a, obviously I'm a veteran, but I'm also a guy who's been written off numerous times mm-hmm. and, and I resonate well with those guys. So, um, then they all go to the house. Dana says, Hey, you're going to come back next, the next morning for an evaluation. And and maybe it'd be interesting to hear your perspective. My perspective was, and this is what there was the general consensus with me and my coaching staff. Hey guys, what do you think? Should we really rank these guys best to not the best. I don't want to say best to the worst because mm-hmm. they're all good, but one through four. Should we really, um, I guess, accurately uh, assess or accurately rank them based upon their assessment? Because mm-hmm. we were going to put them through evaluation. Mm-hmm. Or do we just, hey, go go get a workout in. Let's get a workout in. Let's get to know each other. Let's sweat together. Let's laugh together. Let's, let's just keep it light because ultimately, too, you want your heart full. You want your bucket full. You want to feel like you want to feel like you've become part of a family before mm-hmm. you go out there and compete because we also don't know if Connor was going to rank his guys one through four correctly or accurately. I mean, that what you just said, though, is like, I feel like Connor was like from the downbeat, fight, 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 yep. fight, fight. But like with you can see it in the episode, you're like, yo, boys, like this is it. This mm-hmm. is your chance. You know, you're like you're pouring into them, not just physically, but emotionally. Yep. 
fill in that emotional cup too. Yeah. And I feel like that was the difference. And as as we saw <laughs> from episode one, yeah, it episode worked pretty one. daggum yeah, good. I mean, and, it, and it's funny to think, and not, not that it would have necessarily gone any different way, but yeah, I mean, I just didn't want to take my eight dudes right away and be like, hey, go fight that guy right yeah. now. I know he's, I know we're wearing the same color. You're on the same team. I wanted to take the approach of, Hey, we are all, all on the same mm-hmm. team. And they, 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 uh, they put in Brad Katona in there in his interview. And they talked about how he does train with Connor's team out in Ireland. He's from Canada. Um, and he said, Hey, I'm here for Brad Katona. And that's completely fine. But I knew, I knew that about Brad. I knew that about Brad. And I, but I also wanted these guys to just feel like a team for a week. Hey, keep it light. There's not a ton that we need to really do besides get these guys buckets full. And, and what, you know, it was, uh, we didn't do a ton of sparring either because you got to remember sparring is a little dangerous, man. Mm-hmm. You get clipped and you get dropped and you got to fight three days from now, four days from now. You're basically always within a week of a fight on mm-hmm. the show. So that's one of the hardest parts. It's like, it's like you, it's like you belting nonstop at, at during all your practices and all your practices and all yeah. of a sudden you don't have a voice. To go out on stage for the stage, yeah. you know, or you heaven forbid you injure your vocal cords or, mm-hmm. or one of these guys gets a cut or one of these guys tweaks an ankle or, mm-hmm. you know, we, we needed it. You don't get, you Cause don't then fight. that's what you go after in the cage. Exactly. You go after that eyebrow. Yeah, exactly. Which busted you know, open. Yeah. You don't, you don't fight, you don't get paid, you yeah. don't fight, you don't advance. Yeah. So, um, I, and then with the ranking system, we said, Hey, actually it was, it was kind of a fun little game in our minds. Like, Hey, what do we think Connor's going to do? Is he going to rank them accurately one through four, or is he going to try to, or is he thinking that we're going to rank them one through four? So he's then again, then going to do it inaccurately, yeah. if you will, to go like four, one, two, mm-hmm. three, three, two, whatever. <clears throat> um, but ultimately that's where we wanted to just keep it light, get those dudes to sweat in because going back to the, the elimination slash selection process, these dudes have been in a hotel room for two weeks straight. So you wanted to get them out, they were essentially like dogs on a leash, mm-hmm. you know, for lack of a better term, um, and just get them out into that practice session. Yeah. I mean, that just shows how mental is just as important as physical, bro. For sure. How you were pouring into them like that. Yeah. Mm. And also too, yeah, I mean, they're, they're in a, they leave and we saw it too. We'll get into Nate and, and, um, and Roosevelt's home videos, obviously <sighs> Nate with his family and Rose FaceTiming his kids and stuff mm-hmm. like they take him away from homeostasis. They take you away from real life, mm-hmm. you know, just so everyone, they didn't obviously talk about this on the show. I don't think we talked about it on the pre-show, um, no phones, no TV, no music, no nothing whatsoever. You know, we saw there was a scene as we started opening up to, uh, as we started opening up on Roosevelt more and peeling back the layers, he was talking to Cody Gibson and they were talking about journaling and, and Roe was talking about journaling. You saw Cody, you know, writing in a book. That's pretty much all they got. They got one of these, you know, moleskin journals and here's, mm-hmm. here's some pens. They weren't even nice pens. They were like some really <laughs> not great pens, you know, it was 400 <laughs> pens for 99 cents. Exactly. Like one of those deals. So it was just, these dudes were roughing it, you know? So all that to say, you're taking them out of homeostasis and taking them into a foreign environment, mm-hmm. stuffing them in a tuna can, you know, with 16, 15 other sardines, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Stuck. Um, and they can't leave outside of, of the property lines or they get cut from the show and probably fined and all kinds. There's probably all kinds of stuff in their yeah. contract. Who knows? So it is not an easy, um, an easy scenario. So for me, I just wanted to start it off light. 
I wanted, I wanted yeah. me, I wanted them to feel me believing them in them right away. Because ultimately if you are what you are and where you are, because of what has gone into your mind, if we can just build that mind more, the body's going to take care of itself. The fights are going to take care of itself. Yeah. There's, there's certain little training techniques. We have a fly flying around here, certain little, little training techniques we can do, which as we talked about, we'll get into the fight in a second, but it was a two round fight. So as you know, mo all fights are three rounds, unless it's a title fight, it's a five round mm -hmm. fight. So this was a two round fight with a sudden victory third round, if it goes one and one. Mm -hmm. So you and me are fighting. I win the first round, you win the second round. Okay. We got to go to a tiebreaker, sudden victory third round. Yeah. So they're shorter fights, which to me meant, Hey, we can't get taken down. We can't be beat on the ground because every second you're on the bottom, you're losing the fight. All right. With that, I think it's a great time to take a pause and hear a word from our sponsor. Now's a good time to thank our show sponsor, CarShield. We're all about who's the greatest here, and CarShield really goes to the mat for vehicle owners. They're the number one most trusted auto service protection company in America, and they're here to help protect you from surprise car repair costs. Flexible month-to-month -month plans through CarShield can cover up to 5,000 parts of your car after they break down. When you're covered through CarShield, you'll always have someone in your corner at the repair shop. Visit carshield.com and check it out now. Now, back to the show. So... I remember going back to, let's talk about Roosevelt Roberts, Go, going back to that selection process. And I talked, I told you this as we were watching it. Remember what I said, Roosevelt, wait, shake hands with everybody, dab them up, give them hugs or whatever. Excited for you to be on my team. Proud that my name is on the back of your Jersey. First thing Roosevelt says to me, he looks at me and he says, he actually had his hands behind his back and he had these cool little dreads in, in front of his, mm -hmm. in his face with a, a stocking cap on. He's like, Hey, and he kind of looked over with his eyes. He's like, I'll fight his boy first if you want. And I was like, dude. This dude's freaking, this He's is my dog for right it. here. Yes. This is how we got to start the show off. And I go, okay. I went right back to my coaches and immediately I was like, hey, I don't care about the rankings. What's, you know, what the rankings are, whatever. It doesn't matter who Roosevelt fights. Mm -hmm. He just has to fight first. We need to, that's the guy who we have to, we have to put in the number one position of fighting. Yeah. You know, yeah. we have to have him fight. And, and I think, what did we rank him? Like second or third, whatever it might be. So once again, we just knew we wanted that ranking to fight first. I didn't care what his ranking was. I wanted Roosevelt Roberts to fight first. No matter he, who it was. Yeah. He needed that ownership, right? Mm -hmm. Some people... Some people, you, you gently give them a little bit of confidence and some of them you thrust into the spotlight. Mm -hmm. And I think we needed to thrust him into the spotlight and give him that ownership and give him that, that, that generalship of the entire show. Yeah. Roosevelt, you are starting this entire show. There's one fight to start this entire show and it's mm -hmm. you. And cause technically the other guy. He had already, he had had more fights. Oh yeah. 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 We talked about that. So pro prospects versus veteran, but Jennerman does have more fights than Roosevelt. Yeah. Which is crazy. But, mm -hmm. but to have his pro career, you know, he had already been in the UFC as yep. we, as we have all seen, but it's, yeah, dude, he's like, put me back in, put me back in. I'm ready. Mm -hmm. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And well, you can, well, and you not, can feel that. yeah, you can feel it for sure. And, and I, we did. And I, I think I was the only one that caught it. And then I went back to a meeting with my, my coaches and that I, that's when I relayed that and they were all on board, mm -hmm. but it was also too, it wasn't just, Hey, I'll fight first. It was like, Hey, I will fight his, his boy first. Mm -hmm. As we're talking about Lee Hammond, Lee Hammond is a Conor McGregor kind of protege, been training with Conor since he was like seven years old type of thing. Um, so we knew that he was one of the guys that, you know, Conor was going to pick to win. Mm -hmm. Obviously he didn't end up fighting Lee first. He ends up fighting, fighting Jennerman. But just the fact that Roosevelt said, I'll fight his boy first, I'll take the biggest opportunity, opportunity, the biggest opposition first uh, to be the guy to go knock off Conor's boy. That's when I, I knew I was like, we got to put him in, in, 
pole position, that yeah. first position. The he, dog's ready to hunt. Yes, he's ready, man. Let, let him off the leash and yeah. let's go, you know? Um, and then they, uh, you know, we started, they started, it, as far as the episode goes, kind of went into Nate Jennerman's uh, backstory. And and so y'all know too, just more inside slash kind of firsthand experience. Didn't know Nate Jennerman from, from Adam. Now, I, now I know Nate Jennerman because I ended up spending the next three and a half weeks with him. And as we know, he loses, he loses the fight. Um, so he was stuck there for the next three and a half weeks. And, and Nate and I even had a couple conversations, you know, which was very, for me, it was very cool because even though I'm wearing red and he's wearing blue, he's team McGregor, I'm team Chandler. I'm still the veteran of the sport that he's probably watched fight mm -hmm. a bunch of times. He probably, there's probably certain aspects of my game that he would love to emulate or my mindset. There's probably certain aspects of him that also says maybe it would have been great if I was on his team. There really wasn't a bad choice here. You got, you're either on Connor's team or my team. They're both going to be great coaches, great teams. Um, and you kind of get into his backstory. He's got his wife, his kids, his three legged, his three legged dog, three, you know, his three legged, <laughs> yeah, like a dog named yeah. what? It's he, like, I don't know. He called him, he called him tripod <laughs> like pastry. Yeah. He called him tripod it's like scone or something. Yeah. Something like that. He called him tripod. But, um, and so you all know too, that, that footage, essentially, I think when you, when you get casted for the show, similar to other reality shows, you've seen like alone, mm -hmm. um, or some of these other ones where they'll basically send you a camera. You're either sending an iPhone footage or they send you a camera and say, Hey, start getting some footage of yourself. Yeah. Um, on, you know, just doing your everyday average or your everyday natural stuff, going to the gym, hanging out with your family, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and it was definitely, um, definitely some touching stuff with, um, with Nate, um, his, his kids and his dog. And he had been at Rufus sport for a very long time. He said he got injured a couple or he, he took, he got some injuries, took two years off or so. Mm -hmm. They saw that video, which made me just cringe, dude. Like that four, that four thirty, that four thirty AM with the UPS, the beanie, UPS on. beanie, like here I am pulling up to work. What do you call it? Uh, loading dock or something. Yeah. That's what do these guys are going through, man. Mm -hmm. Like what we talked about you, they like Russell before you came, Russell, you know, when exactly. you were back when you were opening up for the openers when yeah. you were, you know, when you when were I was at the pre-party yeah. in the parking lot. Yeah. yeah you know, bro. Like, I mean, and that, I, I feel like there's so many parallels again of like, you know, you look at the music industry, you look at all the big stars. Yeah. They're making money. Mm -hmm. And you just think that just kind of trickles down all the way through, but it's like, it's really not like that, man. I mean, I remember driving, driving the Armada, you know, it's got a quarter million miles on Armada, it, dude. showing up we maybe get 200 bucks that night, you know, oh, and we got to set up our own gear, set up our own stuff. You know, that's, that's the 4am wake up calls mm -hmm. that you're seeing here is us, you know, we're pulling up with a, with a SUV and a trailer just full of amps and drums and yeah. show up. Sometimes there's no microphones. Yeah. You know, sometimes <laughs> there's no cores, there's no sound. So we're just like, I, what do we do here? Acapella. You know, you exactly. And that's what, that's just what's like, you know, you see you guys, you see the big dogs on, mm -hmm. on the, you know, on the main events and everything with the belts. And, you know, you think everybody, oh, I mean, they got to be somewhere close about making a dude. They're just making, they're just making ends meet. Ends meet. And that's why, that's how you just got to outlast and you got to keep showing up every single day. And that's the same thing with us, bro. You got to, right. you got to keep singing your face off every night. Cause it's it competitive. It's a competitive yeah. and it's. Cause uh, there's somebody right behind you just that's as trying hungry. to sing better than you, trying to write better songs than you. And then, well, and then also from the perspective too, even where you, where your career is now, there's days. Let's be honest, dude. You're kind of being a little, 
sissy, right? You're, you're, you're complaining <laughs> about, you're complaining about stuff. You're yeah. kind of your first world. I said no brown M&Ms. Yeah. Well, maybe not that far. <laughs> I, I definitely know that not, that's not you, but there's days where you're like, oh man, I want to go do this. Right. right. Yeah. And then for me, I think that's why this was such a great experience for me too. Cause obviously I didn't see these videos of Nate or whatever, but like, but I sat down with, with Roosevelt and I sat down with all my guys, Cody and Kurt Hollibaugh and, and these different guys, Jason Knight talking about where they train, what they're doing, the struggles they're going through. And I'm like, man, my problems seem very small compared mm -hmm. to these guys. Right. And it was a, because I've gotten to where I'm at. And of course there's hard work and there's a little bit of luck and there's all, all the different aspects of it, but it, it was a very good it was a very good humbling moment for me to be around mm. these guys, which made me want to love on them even more, which made yeah. me want, which made me once again, going back to, I didn't care about beating Connor anymore. Mm -hmm. I just wanted every one of these guys to win. And yep. of course, as a byproduct, I will then beat Connor, but mm -hmm. I wanted these guys to win. Right. And what even a great reminder, dude, yeah, it's good, seeing man. the boy wake up at 4am doing the same thing you're doing, yeah, same, getting in a cage, same thing. We're both getting in a cage and punch people fighters. in the faith. Yes. Both. Faith. Yeah. Punch them in the faith. Punch, punch them in the faith. You got to have faith. You got to punch, punch them in the faith, faith dude. If you're you going to go out, if you're going to pull their heartstrings, you got to punch them in the face. Got to punch them in the face. <laughs> and, and, uh, and Roosevelt, man, like I obviously loved him from the very get go, but it was kind of a, Hey, I might like, I might, I knew right away I loved him as a as a fighter and mm -hmm. his mentality because I saw we watched his highlights and that kind of stuff before the show, um, but I hadn't been able to peel back the layers yet. Then you start peeling back the layers, and you know they they give you this book, this binder. Um, I don't know if I'm supposed to show it, so I won't show it. But just some of his backstory, obviously his family, mm -hmm. um, some family stuff when he was younger, finds the streets and selling drugs and all that kind of stuff, man, and and. Hearing that story and then seeing my name on the back of his jersey mm -hmm. was that was in all of my guys too. Just knowing because I'd never looked at it like a pat on my back, like man, this is cool, dude. I'm the cool guy. I got mm -hmm. it's my name. It was always okay. Hey, because my name is on the back of their jersey, they need to get all of me. They need to get all of me, 100 mm -hmm. of me during this process. Um, he talked about being a you know rock bottom mom and his mom left and lives lived with friends. Um, he and he also he he also there was a cool uh, there was a cool little scene there with her him and Kurt Hollibaugh cooking steaks. Um, yeah, that was the one the one good thing I would say about them living in the Ultimate Fighter house was I think they pretty much did have whatever food they wanted. If they wanted a, a thirty six ounce tomahawk, they might be able to get a thirty six ounce mm -hmm. tomahawk. But they were able to get steaks and good food and good drinks and good good nutrition and supplements. They definitely took care of them in yeah. that in that regard. But there was that scene where him and Hollibaugh Kurt were uh, cooking steaks and they both kind of said Roe was like. Yeah, yeah, I just don't know if I would have vibed, vibed with Connor. You know, I don't mm -hmm. know if I would have vibed with his, his style. And Kurt's like, I know I wouldn't have. Yeah. <laughs> I just like, immediately. I love immediately, you know, and as the season progresses, guys, trust me, it's going to be even more and more fun to see how we all vibed with Connor. Mm -hmm. um, and how as those you guys, saw in the outro, <laughs> as you saw in the outro. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, and there was, there's going to be some more stuff that happens outside of that uh, with my guys and just all of that stuff. But um, let's talk about the fight. I think, uh, I mean, well, there was, we'll talk about it for about nine seconds. It was about nine seconds. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's man, it's, it's, uh, obviously I was elated. So pumped. How good. Okay. I'm going to take over the interview take it, right do here. It, go. How did that feel? Cause you go in, you go in, you're like, all right, I'm going to steal Connor's guy. I'm mm -hmm. going to get in his head. I'm going to get in his head, you know, playing the mental game. As you can tell, as you're pouring into your guys mentally, not just mm -hmm. physically. How did that feel, bro? Nine seconds. Good. You just look over at him and be like, 
Pretty much. It, it was good. Well, yeah, it was, it was good. And it was, and it was also a reminder. And we've talked about this too, through all kinds of different aspects of, of sports, of career, of family and all that kind of stuff. What's meant for you won't pass you up. Mm-hmm. Right. What was meant for me was to have the veterans, even if for a moment I thought the up and comers was what we wanted because mm-hmm. we wanted to quote unquote, take Connor's guy, his yeah. prize horse, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, and then that was even, even more of a solidif- solidification of Great we're word. right where we're supposed to be. It's a long word. Great word. Solidification. <laughs> solidification. We need a subtitle right there. Take up the whole screen. It means to solidif- solidify. <laughs> it solidified in me that <laughs> it was act a, of we, solidifying. Yeah, we made the right decision. Yeah. It was, it was great, man. And, and, uh, let's roll the tape. Let's go ahead and, uh, let's go ahead and roll the tape. So let's, Maybe pause it for a second, actually, yeah, because Jenny Chesney, don't blink, dude. Don't blink. This thing is quick. <laughs> don't blink. So everybody, for the, for new UFC fans here, a lot of fights have been uh, put on at the Apex. It's it's a a place where the UFC essentially built during COVID. I was about to say that's yeah the COVID that's when arena uh, that's when essentially. Dana White said the show will go on. The show must go on. We can do all these tests and we can do all the masks mm-hmm. and all the all this other stuff, but we're going to keep on doing shows. So they that's said, why hey, we love you, Dana. That's why we love. That's why Dana. we love you. So those. So this is the the battleground called the Apex, where we we filmed all the training, uh, and then this was the actual octagon that we fight in. And you asked too, hey, how many people were there? There was a mixture, probably twenty to thirty people there. Mm-hmm. At any given moment, couple couple of people that were friends of Dana's or mm-hmm. friends of maybe production company, or I had a couple friends actually. Like my manager was there, my mm-hmm. manager was there, uh, hit my manager's sister and brother in law. Right. A couple every now and then came, but it's um, not like fans. No, like, no. And, and they're all everybody. quiet. Yeah. Th- I'm pretty sure when they got there, a they had they all had to sign NDAs, a mm-hmm. non disclosure agreement that they can't you know, tweet about, Hey, who won and that right. kind of stuff. So they all had to be very trusted, um, vetted individuals. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they weren't allowed to cheer, but nobody was cheering. Obviously, right. maybe yeah. there was like a ooh or an ah mm-hmm. when there was a knockout, and yeah. we might be able to hear it when we roll the tape. Yeah. Um, but this is the apex. So obviously, Nate Jennerman versus Roosevelt Roberts, both tall dudes. Roosevelt six two, Jennerman six foot. Um, I have in my notes here too. I remember watching, I remember watching the tape on Nate, and he has he they call him Nasty Nate for a reason. I mean, mm-hmm. he's got some nasty submissions, standing guillotines. Um, it was like thirteen of his wins out of eighteen were subs. Good memory. There you go. Yeah. So he did. Yeah, he did. Uh, he had a lot. Yeah. Um, and Roosevelt, obviously, um, very crisp striker, but a lot of submissions as well. So a lot I, of length too. There six. Yeah. Reach seventy three. Seventy threes and then seventy one. Yeah. I mean, these are both tall, lanky one fifty fivers. Um. So let's go ahead and uh, roll the tape and uh, let's watch Roosevelt do some work. The Ultimate Fighter. Team McGregor versus Team Chandler. Oh, they did have ring card girls. I like, forgot they have that. And this tiny little thing, they still have ring card girls. Let's go, bro. Connor dressed to the nines. So what we said in the lead up to it, yes, A, right out the gate, straight down the pipe, one, two. And that's basically what he does twice. Winner of that round wins the fight. Let's go, Fight's on. Takes the center of the octagon, couple feints, straight one, two down the middle. Then he comes right back in the pocket, bang, bang, behind the ear. Man, oh man. Very fast. 4.51 on the clock. 4.51, so nine seconds. Roosevelt goes in. Now you're starting to see this relationship between, uh, yeah. Well, you Connor's did, you're, already, you're already in Connor's, there. Connor's you're already in there. You start seeing, you know, Roosevelt 
pointing over to the guys. Now you see Roosevelt come over, and this is that moment that he's been waiting. I know I effed up my contract the first time. I'm coming back, baby. And that in that moment, that was the that was the moment where I was like, okay. Wow. I messed up. I'm coming back. Exactly what he needed to do and exactly what we wanted him to do. One, two, down the pipe, right behind the ear. So down. Down. A couple of hammer fists later, he gets pulled off. It was picture perfect. Head. And he should be yeah. very, very proud of it. Picture perfect. Stiff arms, dude. It was tough, man. Nasty Nate. You can get to show much of what he has. It's a big stage. Sometimes we can rise. Man. Sometimes it goes against you. In this one, that's essentially what happened. Yep. What a debut oh, for tough. Team Chandler. It was a good debut. See, and this is what you want. You're trying to win the, trying to win over the, the UFC president, yeah. Dana White, right? It's like because the, the veterans, last shot to get into the UFC. That was an impressive, badass start to the competition. Because they're already in the hole, bro. Yeah, they're already these other in the guys hole. are on level ground. Yeah, they're in the vets hole. are in the hole, dude. And essentially, they're they're taking a risk too. I mean, think about that. If you're at home right now, these guys, yes, it's the greatest moment, the greatest opportunity, the greatest comeback that they could have. That's what I said my first time I talked to them. Hey, this is the greatest second chance you could ever get in your entire life. But then I started thinking about it. This is also a scary way to come back because if you don't become the winner of this show, then you just failed again in the UFC, mm -hmm. kind of, right? Mm -hmm. Although I will say, being on this big of a stage, ESPN, you know, the viewership was is bananas right now. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. You're very few times will you get this kind of platform in mixed martial arts. Um, and you can become a household name, win the hearts and minds of people by not winning the show and still getting on the show. But ultimately, you want to win. You know, if you come out, lose, and then have a lackluster kind of uh, character performance that you're just kind of vanilla and nobody really nobody's really talking about you, yeah. then this is this was a kind of a tougher way to go than maybe going the Dana White Contender Series route or maybe fighting your way up at the LFA ranks or the smaller ranks. Mm -hmm. um, but obviously, Roosevelt got it done. But I love I love that culmination, almost that 600-pound that, uh, gorilla off his chest of, <sighs> okay, I did it. He jumps up and says, Dana, I know I effed up my contract the first time, right? Because we all have those regrets. We all yeah. have those times where like, I wish I would have done this instead of that yeah. from a career mm -hmm. standpoint. You yeah, know? and that's where he was at, man. He was mm -hmm. like, on the streets when I was 13, I made a lot of bad decisions, even even in his professional career. Yep. You know? He, yeah, he talked about that a lot in the episode. Just he lost confidence in himself or he was kind of not taking it seriously enough mm -hmm. almost almost like he was just waiting to lose to get cut mm -hmm. and uh sometimes you just got you sometimes you have to once again it's right here in the notes hit rock bottom before you're able to there's only one way to go after that mm -hmm. and that was roosevelt the young blood's got a dream the vets got a chip yeah dude big they got a little chip. chip right here and that's yeah i saw that from the very beginning and that's when i that's when i quickly realized the these are the dudes i'm supposed to be with man that chip on their mm. but but yeah, Roosevelt did exactly what we wanted him to do or what we think what we thought he needed to do. And I think even uh, in the episode, you guys probably saw, I went back to the medical tent. You know, even when you beat a guy in nine seconds like that and don't get hit, you still have to go back to the medical tent. They got to check you out. And I said, hey, man, you know, you knocked him out in nine seconds, but you would have been doing that for 10 minutes straight, just straight down the pipe, one, two, straight mm -hmm. down the pipe, one, two. So we did what we we did what we wanted him to do. 
he got the opportunity to be the number number one fight on the show to start the show off. Now he's carrying that confidence into the next training session, how he's carrying himself, and then ultimately into his next fight, which yeah. we don't know which episode that will be, but yeah. obviously he wins, so he's going to move on. But let's talk about the flip side of that coin. <laughs> Nate Jennerman, yeah. you know, and now, you, now y'all are seeing, and there was a little, you know, actually, uh, we're not going to play the tape here, but the interview, you know, it have it right here. You know, the producer, you can hear the producer in the background. Hey, Nate, you know, what would you say to your family right now? Mm-hmm. He said and with tears in his eyes, voice cracking, I love you and I'm sorry. You know, so he feels so bad that he fell short. Feels yeah. so bad. He just got knocked out. Feels so bad that, and he's still stuck there for three and a half weeks. You know, we just got at the show open. We talked about my fight in Houston. The next day I was able to leave my hotel room have breakfast with people that I love Mm -hmm. and with my wife flying back to Nashville, come back to my house, lay in bed with her, be with my kids, go back to normalcy. Whereas this guy just lost (sighs) dreams are shattered. And now he's still stuck with 15 other dudes in a house for the next almost four weeks. Yeah. Three dude just stuck there and you can't fight. As we were watching, I was like, bro, I would just, I would start a fight in the living room. Well, We're like, I hope Dana sees this, bro. Let's be honest. I'm just we, jumping from the couch pile drive. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> if you've ever watched, I'm sure a lot of our viewers watch a lot of the seasons of the previous Ultimate Fighters. That may or may not happen this season quite a bit, a little bit, maybe may not. Or may or We don't know. But there's obviously proper 12 involved. There's, I, was, I there's, was about to say. They like to make sure the guys are uh, are set up with, you know, the adult beverages, you know. So it's it's a... Uh, it's, um, a interesting because because you you think we all I mean we all have those bad even if you yeah. had a bad show or you like you said you had a number one then your next song it didn't flop by any means but, nah. but it doesn't but once the bar is set so high mm-hmm. Nate Jennerman's bar was set very high I'm gonna go out I'm gonna beat Roosevelt then I'm gonna beat the next guy I'm gonna become the ultimate fighter mm-hmm. in the finale but that fall from grace and now he's stuck in the house yeah and he's got, and then he's got to hear his teammates who maybe won their next fight. Mm-hmm. You know, he's training with the guy so that guy can get his dream. Yeah. You know, he's training with, he's training uh, with guys who maybe other guys have lost and they're going off the rails. Hey man, I lost too. Hey, let's go get hammered. Right. Let's go get hammered and go, you know, throw, throw rocks in the pool. Like who knows, you know, yeah. then there's all these, you know, angel on one shoulder, devil on yeah. the other type of. Right. Is there any redemption in this show? Like, is there any, it's a lose question. one fight? Is it, is it it's a good like question. one and done? Is it? So, Yes, historically, yes, there is a there is always a possibility that you can be called up or you can be pulled back to a fight because yeah. you got to remember too. This, I believe, there's alternates out there. Mm-hmm. I believe like somebody gets injured in yeah, foreign or yeah, I believe there's alternates. Um, but ultimately, a guy like Jennerman or any other about any other guy who loses on the fight is technically in that alternate position where they could be called up. They could be called to say, hey, you know, Joe got injured. You're jumping in. Boom. Kobe, Cody Gibson got injured. So, hey, you're jumping in. I know you lost last yeah. week, but now you're, you're jumping in. And all of a sudden yeah. you get God, your your a, fire back. So yeah. it's uh that's why this that's why this happen. show is so great. Yeah, it, yeah. Could, it could happen for Damn. sure. And that's why it's that's why you have to just stick it out. Because yeah. also think about this. And I thought about this when I watched the episode. We all know, too, you and Kaylee are madly in love. You guys are so equally yoked. You, you stand on your own two feet, but a lot of your discernment and decision-making too, you guys make those decisions together, right? Your, your helpmate, your worthy adversary, right? The, Mm -hmm. the the one that you go to for the big things. Now imagine this guy, he can't call his wife to say, Hey, 
should I just say pack it in and say screw it right now? I'm going. Right. I'm going home because I yeah. miss you guys. You can't call her. So you, he'd have to make that decision all by himself yeah. without his helpmate, without yeah. his voice of reason. Hunt, yes. You know what I'm saying? Bro, I can't imagine that. No phones, no no outside world. This is a few weeks in the hotel room. <laughs> can't go anywhere. Yeah. You don't even have a, a key card. Nope. And then you're stuck in a house with your boys. Yep. Winning, losing fights. Mm -hmm. you're, see, you're seeing people week by week take your dream. Yep. Win a fight, win a fight, win a fight. And you can't make that call. You can't make that call. <sighs> To go get that discernment, to, yeah. to get that, hey, what do you think? Should I mm -hmm. pack it in and leave or should I, you know? So that's where this stuff just gets really tough to watch, like you feel for mm -hmm. these guys. And this is only episode one. There's 11 more. So that means there are going to be 11 more dudes that lose. Mm -hmm. There's going to be 11 more dreams that are shattered. Um, and uh, what a, I mean, what a great episode though, too, when it comes to the ups and downs. And this is what they do a really good job of because ultimately we're a bunch of seemingly looking barbaric, violent kind of, you know, fighter guys, but man, you see the tears in his eyes. He's a human being. Everybody's got you a know? heart, man. Yeah. You, you see Roosevelt Roberts talking about his struggles, the humility being hitting rock bottom. That's a man who's, who's gone through some stuff. He's a human being, mm -hmm. you know? So that's why I love this show so much as well. And then being able to getting to live it firsthand, you know, we have all these different people in our lives that we've seen go through their ups and downs and this gets broadcasted on live or national TV on right. ESPN, the worldwide leader in sports, yeah. this huge platform. So yeah, I feel like that's what you don't get out of just watching UFC fights. Yep. You know, cause a lot of people you're like, Oh cool. Yeah. They're about to fight. Oh dang. He won. That's awesome. Well, why, and then, yeah, but you do, you do such a good job on Instagram and keeping everybody filled in on your life on Hap and Ace and Bree yeah. and everybody. And I feel like that's, that's why you got so many people in your corner, bro. Is like, Thank you. it's, it's that you're giving them an episode of yeah. Michael Chandler, ultimate fighter yeah. every day, you Peeling know what back I mean? The layers, man. Yeah. Like that's, I think that's where, that's where I wish more guys would do it. And that's, and that's where I talk about when I talk to these guys, cause you never know if you're going to win or lose the next fight, but you can control how, you know, what's happening on your microphone, what's happening when you're on TV, mm -hmm. how you're able to carry yourself and write your story. You're painting mm -hmm. a masterpiece over, you are. These, over these next 12 episodes, paint a beautiful one, yeah. paint, paint one that makes people feel something. Right. And when you, you know, when you KO Tony Ferg, yeah. you take a big breath. <laughs> Call out Connor. <laughs> yeah, and here we are. Here we are, baby. Here we are. You know, you gotta, yeah, you got to take those opportunities. That was That's an opportunity to, to, to capture the hearts and minds mm -hmm. of the masses, right? And that's, that's what this show is. And that's where, you know, I hope the fans at home are really enjoying. This is only just episode one. We've got mm -hmm. 11 more hours of this, of this show happening over the next 11 weeks. Um, a lot of ups, a couple downs, a lot of downs. In every single episode, you have one person's dream being shattered and one terms, one person's dream either being realized or moving one step closer to being realized. Mm -hmm. And then coupling in the drama between me and Connor, the drama between the fighters in the house, the yeah. drama between... All of the different, I mean, there could be injury. You saw in the promo, uh, Dr. Davidson, the UFC doctor, said something about a, a grade two sprain or tear in the ACL. In, in, the, in, in one of the, in one of the CLs. One of the CLs. Yeah. So there's injuries. One of the kneecaps. Yeah. You know, so there's injuries. Like these yeah. guys are, these guys are going through it. Yeah. Um, 
But I mean, that's why they do so good. It's like that's why it's Ultimate Fighter season four hundred and thirty-five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like yeah, it's different than any other show. Yeah, it's not just cool. like one girl fighting twenty. You know, yeah. fighting for your heart. Yeah, exactly. No, it's like no, I'm fighting your face. Yeah, literally, I'm yeah. fighting your face. I'm literally fighting eight and eight, yeah. fighting for your face. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, and that's that's the beautiful thing about the show is is every single show there's going to be a fight. Every mm-hmm. single show there's going to be a huge this huge monumental moment between my team versus Connor's team. And then there's all the stuff in between where the producers did a really good job with some of the home video stuff and bringing in the emotions mm-hmm. and all that yep. kind of stuff. So, um, well, man, thank you for, thank you for being here. Bro. Help, helping me break this. Thanks down. for having me on the debut. Dude, debut, man. Episode this is, this one. Is, this is episode one, man. This is uh, a lot of fun, man. And I think you are, what I love about you too, is you're phenomenal at, at what you do but I love even more who you be, the person that you are and like mm-hmm. the, the, the layers too. So that's why I knew you, we'd be able to talk about this. We'd be able to bring people in to, to the ups and the downs and the, the more deeper depths of what this show actually is. Yeah. Man. And it's going to yeah. be, it's going to be a fun ride. Yeah. We'll, uh, you know, we'll have you back on for another one of these, another one of these episodes, man. Cause it's, uh, you do, we do a good job of kind of breaking down, not just the X's and O's, but the, the hearts exactly. and minds. So. I mean, as you saw, it's, it's nine seconds. Yeah. It all comes down to nine seconds. Right. Yeah. So there's 23 hours and 51 <laughs> other seconds yep. that, that build up, you know, not just, not just physical, like we said, but character, yep. mentality, heart. Well, not to mention the fact too, you start, you start looking or feeling the clock differently too, because that that one episode, that one hour episode, those dudes had to be in that house already for four or five days. Mm-hmm. So it was four or five days cut up into one hour. Yeah. You really think about the time allotment of what these guys were stuck in, the yeah. microcosm that they were stuck in. Yeah. Literally a, you know. With no distractions. No distractions whatsoever. That's all. I can't so, imagine what goes up, goes on up here, dude. Trust me. I kept asking them and they were just like, no, dude, we just keep on, we're playing checkers or we're, I think they had like one or two board games. They had dominoes or something. <laughs> dominoes or, or chess. Candyland. It wasn't Candyland. It wasn't that <laughs> we cool. We had Candyland and trouble. It, it was pretty, pretty much trouble. Yeah. <laughs> trouble. Sorry. Uh, it was, they had, I think they had, uh, they had chess and they had dominoes. I think that was about it, yeah. you know? So, well, dude, thank you. Um, I appreciate it. And Thanks for having me, brother. Of course. And everybody, everybody out there who is, uh, who joined us. Thank you all so much. Make sure you, make sure you subscribe. Um, make sure you don't miss any of these, because as I said, we're going to choose a winner next week, uh, for our grand prize, a signed copy of as a man thinketh mm. with a bookmark of a signed panini card. This one is me and Justin Gaethje. That was, mm-hmm. uh, UFC honors fight of the year 2021 signed right there in silver. Yeah. With and a, I'm going to give away a Ric Flair bobblehead. <laughs> yeah, that's our our signed. car shield, our car shield Ric Flair bobblehead. Shout out I'm to car give this shield away. in St. Louis. Um, and uh, so make sure you click the link below. It's in the description. If you're watching here on YouTube, make sure you uh, click the link in our our subs or in our uh, description. If you're listening on audio right now and you're just catching it on audio, the link will also be in my Instagram and all different places because we want you guys to enter into a chance to win this this awesome prize. And actually, that's a that's a great idea. We might have to give away that bobblehead. That might that might be a another little added on. But I'm going to sign it though. Michael Chandler's not yeah, going to sign it. I'm going to sign it. You sign it and go, Woo! All 12 of them. Yes. So, thank you <laughs> guys. the audio button. <laughs> yeah. Woo! yeah, exactly. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. This has been episode one 
of our Tough Reaction Show, uh, Tough 31 Reaction Show, hosted by myself, Michael Chandler, and platinum recording artist Russell Dickerson. Brought to you by Car Shield. We all say God bless, and we'll see you at the top. top.